And the rumor is the choir background that's in the song there on the chorus and things is actually your mom and dad and your sister and brother in the backseat of the car. Is that true? You almost got it completely right. <laughs> Get out of town. We I was totally it. making that up. No, it's true. Are you serious? Hope Talk, a PCM podcast. So here it is on Zoom this morning. You never know who's going to pop up and uh, open up Zoom, and it's Riley Elizabeth Clemens. Good morning. Good morning, Ted. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So when was the last time you heard your full name? Oh, that's a good question. I feel like my parents toss it around a good bit. <laughs> Still, they're like, we blessed you with that name. We're gonna go ahead and use all three, all three of them. So they usually aren't using it in a certain context, like you're in trouble, or they. No, I feel like that's a well. Now that I think about it, yeah, like (laughs) Riley Elizabeth was always what people would say. Riley Elizabeth. If I had maybe said something I shouldn't have said, yeah, you never know. Yeah, you never know. But I like that you're using the full name. I think it's very good. (laughs) You'd be surprised at how many people it catches off guard. Uh, you know, like people like Crowder that you got to sing with before. You know, when you use his full name, he's like, whoa, I haven't heard what that since my mom. Yeah. I can't remember now. I'd have to go back and look at it. So, uh, But yeah, it's I David, David it something Crowder type thing. Do, do you remember the time that you got in the most trouble with your parents? I mean, you mentioned there it was usually oh. when you said something that you shouldn't have. Yeah, I am. A, I, my parents always tell me that as a kid, I was a spitfire. I would always want everything to be good. I didn't know how to um, hear them say, hey, let's not do that. (laughs) And then back off of it. I wouldn't know how to do that. I was always like, no, 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 no. We're going to figure this out. It's going to be right. I'm going to win. So probably any time <laughs> I try to win, when Lord knows I was never going to win. I was going to say, you've got brothers and sisters, right? If I remember correctly? Yes. Okay, how important was winning to you growing up, or maybe even to this day, with them? We're, okay, first of all, we're a very competitive family, and that has not changed in my entire lifetime. Um, so I have a younger sister who is 19, wow. and then my brother's 23. And so we're all right there. So we would take competition very seriously. So, yes, winning is important Do, on, on the court, off the court. Did you get that from your parents? <laughs> is that where it came from? or? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. My parents tell me all the time that before they got married, they would get into these like intense competitions, whether it was ping pong or whatever, and that's how they knew they were soulmates. Really? Is that they, they were equally competitive and equally wanted to win. Have you all ever played Red Belly on the uh, uh, ping pong? No, it's Red Belly. Okay, Red Belly will even take it up a notch, now, a, t- a notch higher as far as the competitive level. So what you do, let's say you and your sister are playing ping pong back and forth, and you uh-huh. win. Well, then she has to pull up her shirt to expose her belly, and you get one shot of the ping pong ball off the table as hard as you can. If you miss, oh, you miss. so it's literal Red if, Belly. It's, it's literally like Red literally. Belly. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, remember that I next like time it. Next time you're home and y'all are firing up the game there. Say, okay, especially if you're feeling really good that day, you know. I will. If I'm on it, I'll, I will say, Ted Goki taught me this, <laughs> so you guys stay tuned for what comes next. Red belly. It's red belly and pink. Red belly. So Duh. 20 or 26, according to Wikipedia and your website, those two aren't in sync right now. If you look up Riley Clemens on Wikipedia okay. and you go to your website right now, the numbers aren't the same. How old are you? Oh, that's a great question. 
I'm 21. I'm supposed to age or you can ask my age and I'm excited to tell you. Yeah. So sure. <laughs> I feel good about it. I'm 21. Wikipedia, who knows? Yeah, who came up I, with I, it? I still don't get Wikipedia, but whatever they told you. Gotcha. Maybe it was believable. Okay. Right. <laughs> I'm 21. If it was good, then then they're accurate. But if not, then, you know, they, they have no idea what they're exactly. talking about. Exactly. Don't pay attention to Wikipedia, guys. So you have nine years then until you hit 30. What do you, Riley Clemens, yes. hope to accomplish before you hit the ripe old age of 30? Wow, Ted, that's a very big question. I would say that nine years is a long time, you know, looking at it from a distant perspective. But I would say I I want to keep making music that I'm proud of. And I want to tour. I My mind is so on touring right now. I think, obviously, because we haven't been able to. But I want to be on the road playing songs, um, songs that I'm proud of, songs that radio listeners know, and uh, I'm touring the music. That would be the dream. Right now, that's all I'm thinking about, but I'm so, I'm so excited for that. Nine so years. Nine years. Headliner tour? Headliner tour in nine oh, years? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I am believing for it. Yeah, I for believe sure. for it. Well, speaking of getting out and being on tour and being with people and things, do you remember this date? November the 5th. 2017. Does that date ring a bell with you? November the fifth. November 5th, the fifth. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, you do. Okay. I was on my first radio press tour. Yeah. And you, I was so nervous. I think I, yeah. I mean, that was a while ago. So I was probably 17 or 18, and um, I had no idea what a radio tour was. No clue. I just knew I was going to be on the road traveling. This was before I ever had toured. So I was going to go meet a bunch of different radio stations and program directors and people that were basically making these playlists and getting music to radio listeners ears. And so I was so nervous, but so excited. And my first stop on the radio tour was the one and only Ted. And you made me feel so comfortable and not nervous and that was my first ever radio interview back in back in the day. I have the Polaroids to prove it. I have the Polaroids to prove it, for sure. Yes, I have Polaroids from that, too. <laughs> That's so exciting. What's been the biggest surprise for you in the last three and a half years or so? Being in music from that very first radio tour. You're eating at the Urban Stack with your record label person and me and my wife, and then we hit to the studio and all that. From that point on, what's been the biggest surprise yeah. for you? or the big And the biggest challenge, maybe. I mean, there have definitely been a handful of surprises and challenges and good things and, you know, the fair share of ups and downs. I would say one of the biggest surprises is how fast the time goes by. Um, so you're sowing these seeds and meeting people and creating music and spending so much time in a studio and then getting to play it live, getting to be out and about, getting to do all these things. The time just moves so fast. Um, and then a, still a pinch me moment that was a, less of a surprise, more of a like a God moment, things coming to fruition kind of thing was getting to play the Dove Awards wow. that I grew up in Nashville going to. That was a big one. And then as far as challenge goes, because I feel like the people, excuse my dog, she's itching her neck. So if you're if that's what, what, coming what, through the speakers, that's what, just what, Coco. What, what kind of do- Coco? What kind of dog is Coco? Coco, come here. Let's see if I can get her over here. Coco is 12, so she gets grumpy sometimes, but we're going to see if she... <laughs> Look there at she Coco. Is. Isn't she sweet? She just wants to hang out during all the radio interviews. What, what breed That's is what Coco? That's what she's all about. She's a Russian Blanca. Russian Blanca. 
I have still to this day never met another Russian Blanca and besides Coco. I have no idea. She's it. She's no it. Idea. She is it. All right. So back, um, back to the challenge. What's the back greatest to the challenge? challenge? I feel like people need to hear about the challenge because so much of the social media world and the, uh, you know, the, the industry, you're seeing so many high highs. Um, but I feel like there are definitely challenges in the terms of creating music that you're sure is it. And then it's not um, being told no. I mean, the, there's a handful of all of that. And I definitely have experienced and still do. But uh, throwing your heart and soul into something and it not working or um, it not being right or definitely uh feeling like you're not able to create what you need to create or um, do what you need to do in terms of touring and playing shows and all of it. The list goes on and on and on. But I think that's all part of the learning experience is, you know, being told no and having to try again. And, and a big part of that is also figuring out the difference between the music industry and uh, the gospel and just the ministry of it all. So that's that's been a big learning curve too, but it's been so eye-opening. I'm, I'm almost going to cry. Our, our little Riley is already growing up right before <laughs> our eyes. Look at this. I know. That's awesome. That's awesome. So if, wow. I were, if I were interviewing a secular artist, I know I would get a totally different answer than what I'm going to get from you because Christian artists, for them, it's not about the spotlight and not about having the thousands of people knowing their songs and all that kind of stuff. For you, Riley, can you pick a moment in the last three or four years where you were performing or ministering or maybe off stage, behind stage? And all of a sudden you realized how blessed you really were to be doing what God wants you to do. Wow. First of all, that's a really, that's a really good question. And there's so many levels to that. And I, I think it all comes down to the human connection that is music. And that is the power of connecting through lyrics and melodies um, and sharing, you know, ministry and sharing truth and sharing love and hope. Um, and I think a moment that sticks out to me over the past couple of months, years, what have it, um, I had just come off of stage and I was doing a meet and greet, which I love because, again, it's the human connection. You're getting to see the people who are consuming the music and hearing these words. Um, and there was a woman uh, who came up to me and she said, uh, your song fighting for me has touched me wow. in more ways than you know, which is always a big deal to hear somebody say that. Cause I mean, that means the music is doing what you, what, what you've hoped it would do. Um, but her husband was away fighting for the country. So he, he was in the army. She said, fighting for me reminded her that God was not only fighting for her back at home in the loneliness and in the dark moments, but also mm -hmm. fighting for him while he was, away and in danger so that's always a really powerful moment to to know that god is it god is using his word to travel through music and and touch people like that I, I'm, I'm gonna have to get a box of kleenexes because i've got a son who's an army <laughs> ranger and he was in afghanistan for wow. I think, two tours so I, I know exactly what you're talking about there wow riley Come for on, those i didn't I, know that yeah yeah he's he's great he's almost a captain he's in a captain's course right now and get this That's he right. and his wife have just found out that they're going to be transferred to hawaii for three years so check off ted Goki's bucket list guess where i'm going to 
try to get to in the next year or so. So yes, you are. <laughs> you better. That's right. I have to. It's it's an obligation. Now you I gotta go. To. I, I'd be a terrible dad if I didn't go visit my son in Hawaii. You're right. So. You'd lose the dad point. That's so right. You gotta get out there. Of, of course, <laughs> of course. So of course. I'm ta- I'm taking for granted that everybody listening knows you, Riley. Knows your songs and stuff. So there are some that maybe just started listening yesterday. I'll put it that way. What kind of elevator speech in about 30 seconds or less, how would you introduce yeah. your, yourself to somebody for the very first time? Whoa. See, that's that might be the biggest question you've asked. It's always so funny because this it's crazy. Just got to sum it up. Um, my name is Riley Clemens. I have lived in Nashville my entire life. I'm born and raised. I started being drawn to writing music and creating songs at a really young age. And the inspiration was coming from the questions and thoughts and wonderings I had about my faith and where I was in that journey. And so as I got older, I was able to look back and kind of see the, the, the journey of my relationship with my faith and my relationship with growth and learning and life through those songs. Um, I met my record label a few years ago. I signed on with them. I got to continue writing music and releasing music and touring and all that good stuff. Um, And I'm excited every time we hear a song on the radio. It's always a huge deal, but that's also part of it, which is so crazy and still mind-blowing. And now I just put out a single called Keep On Hoping. It's the latest. Um, And here I am. There you go. Perfect. Just a little How over 30 seconds, but that was good. That was it. We went to the next floor up. That's all we did. So no big deal That's on the right. elevator. So We got to the next floor. I had to talk fast. That's right. So songwriting. You mentioned songwriting there in your introduction mm-hmm. there. Do you remember your very first song that you ever wrote? I, do, I, I have multiple moments where I remember being drawn towards writing music. I would say um, we used to road trip a lot when I was a kid. So we like little kid talking, starting around five or six. I remember my parents would just throw us in the back of a car, pack bags, and we'd be on the road for days at a time, which was so much fun. But you get bored in the car when you're a six year old, you know. And so I would have a little journal and I probably a little bit older when it got to the point of journaling and actually writing things down. But I would write little songs in the back of the car. And that was kind of how it all started. It's really sweet, really sweet and cute. And then when I was 13, I remember going into a studio and recording vocals and writing a song for the first time. And it wasn't a great song, mind you. It wasn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't a number one hit single. But right, right. I, um, I was writing around that age. How many yeah. songs do you think you've written so far? Oh, I mean, probably over 500 at this point. But it's that's again what people don't see yeah. for every for every song that you have that goes to radio and does its thing. There are a hundred songs that you've written that didn't. Riley, guess what? In the last three weeks, guess what I've become? What? I'm now an official songwriter. Are you really? Yeah, but let me explain. <laughs> we got yeah. We, tell me the story. I'm curious. We, we had an auction item on our J103 auction last year, where whoever the highest bidder was got to go to Nashville, Franklin actually, and record a song or write a song and everything with Ben Calhoun from Citizen Way. And yeah. so we had a winner, and so I went up there just to film it, to video it, to you know, so we can use that for the next auction this coming up year. And before I went up there, Ben invited me. He said, "Ted, you're." going to be here all day why don't you just co-write with us i went 
I've never done that before. I have no idea. Oh. So I got to sit in on that process that morning. We're not done with it yet. We're still kind of working it back and forth on the shared Google Note here type thing. But uh, um, but anyway, so who knows? I, I, I may be uh, I may be a songwriter. Maybe Ben will. If, if it didn't work for Citizen Way, we're going to be Way. hearing your songs on the radio <laughs> yeah. in no time. Yeah, right. Um, your best big song or your it's biggest amazing. songs, your first ones, Better For It, Broken Prayers, those there. Do you remember writing those? How far apart were those? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I remember I when your songs are like your little prized possessions, your little babies that you just want to nurture and hold on to. I, I remember all of them. I remember sitting down in each session um, and Broken Prayers. It was actually it was Broken Prayers was one of those moments. I remember walking into the studio and being so upset and so frustrated because I had written so many songs, so many songs. None of them felt like the debut single. None of them felt like it was it yet. And I knew I would have a gut feeling when we landed on it. And so Broken Prayers was kind of what I was saying about that frustration and just kind of the the question of God, if you want me to be here doing this, where is the song? You know, I, I want to, I want to do this. I want this to be part of the ministry. How, how do I do it? And so, uh, from that, we wrote broken prayers just based off of those thoughts I had written down in the journal. And then a few months later, I think we wrote better for it. And then shortly after that, we wrote fighting for me. And it's just this continuous line of writing songs releasing songs and then getting inspired again and going back to write more how much of a relief was it because there's so many artists so i mean over the years and all genres so many artists that are one hit wonders how much yeah. of a big deal was that for you to suddenly hey we got two songs that are on radio oh we got three now we got four you know five how, how yeah. was that was that a relief to you i you know what it's so funny i as much as i think about, you know, uh, how is this going to do? How's this going to perform? I learned really quickly in the process of releasing music that um, there's a certain piece that comes from being able to say, okay, God, will this song, will you let it do what you want it to do and let me have peace with that? So anytime that a song would get added, I was always like, this is great. I didn't expect it because I didn't put all my eggs in that basket, which is, I think is a good thing looking back now but it's always exciting it's always a little bit like really <laughs> but also i'm proud of my songs so i'm i'm stoked that people get to listen to yeah so now. no no millie vanilli for riley clemens she's the real deal here uh do you even know who so do you know who that is do you know who millie vanilli is I know the name Millie Vanilli. <laughs> Look at you putting me on the spot. I'm putting myself My on the spot, the showing. old guy spot. <laughs> That's right. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> you, you mentioned your new song, Keep On Hoping. Why is that song uh-huh. so important today or any day for that matter? Oh, wow. I First of all, I'm really excited about this song. My family and I have been jamming to it for the past couple of months now which is the best part, the little, the era when you can kind of keep the songs inside of your little bubble and listen to them and get excited for people to hear them. It's surreal. Um, But I remember walking into the studio the day that we wrote, Keep On Hoping. I remember at the time being very overwhelmed by the amount of voices that I was hearing, whether it was through the TV or scrolling through my phone or the people in my life or the book I was, whatever it was, even if they were good voices. um, I just remember 
not listening for the voice of God and the voice of truth as much as my soul was obviously crying out for. And so I think when you're not listening for the voice of hope and goodness, it's easy to get caught up in darkness. And so I wrote this song as a reminder to myself that on the hard days, there's a reason to keep looking up and hoping. Um, And really quickly in the session, this song turned into an anthem for really any listener uh, that they're strong enough to take the next step because they have the strength of God that's basically moving through them and giving them the, um, the strength to do it. And so I think that the world needs a whole lot of hope right now more so than ever. Uh, and God is the provider. So I just want to encourage everybody to, to make room for that good noise. It's that reminder. So I'm excited. And the rumor is the choir background that's in the song there on the chorus and things is actually your mom and dad and your sister and brother in the backseat of the car. Is that true? It's okay. So that's it's that you almost got it completely right. <laughs> that is indeed my family. My family is the choir on Keep on Hope. Get out of town. We I was totally making it. that up. No, it's true. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I was totally making that up. No, the choir is my family. Wow. We recorded it in the basement in my studio so i uh that's so funny yes it was the kind of thing where i was like who am i gonna have sing this big part because i i had imagined it as this big keep on hoping choir gang vocal stack and um i remember talking to my producer he was like riley just bring in your family and so we did and that's what you hear on the record (laughs) that is and and i'll be honest with you listening to that song for the very first time when i heard that full sound of them in the background i was like yeah this is a hit for sure i know this with all that so so good good song good song right but don't even worry immediately the first thing my my dad said he goes so where's my name going Where are they going to list it? So when, so, if, if, so when it wins a Dove Award or whatever, does he get to go up on stage and, you know, and, and accept that's it? That's basically the rundown he was trying to get at. He's like, where do I come into all of this? He's so funny. I know he means it a little bit, but he's the sweetest. There they were all so excited. Speaking of parents, Riley, if you could give parents of young ladies your age, 21-year-old ladies, any, <gasps> any advice for that their daughter would maybe be afraid to ask for or to say or to say, hey, mom dad you really need to know this Ooh, that's another great question um i would say talk about the difficult things talk about the things that make you a little uncomfortable i think that's where growth is because anytime you feel like there's an uncomfortable thing that has to be shut down um it becomes taboo so i would say avoid that and have those hard conversations and walk through it together that's that's been a priority for me at least over the past you know as soon as you make that conversation it's not as hard anymore because you've already oh yeah you've exactly, already broken through exactly. that so all right riley clemens if you could drop it all right now and just do it what would oh. you be doing what would it be besides music yeah yeah or maybe besides- maybe it is music i know you might say go tour or whatever be on tour right now but in the everyday life of riley clemens if you could just drop it all whatever you have to do the rest of the day and go do something you really wanted to do what would you be doing today Okay, now I'm going to like go far fetch here. I'm gonna like really going to say something that's very unfeasible. Okay. But I also would, if yes, I would do it. Um, I would move to Italy and learn how to make homemade pasta. There you go. And open my own pasteria. You, I mean it. 
I mean it. I would do it. (laughs) You've got a smile like Giada, so you might as well, you know. That's right. And I would just eat bread and cheese. That's all (laughs) I would do. That's it. Looking back, Riley, over, do you think there's anything you missed out on on, in high school and college? Would you want to go back and get a mulligan on anything? That's such a good question. I did. I was in and out a lot. I finished my senior year on a tour bus online. So it was a very interesting way to wrap it all up. But I would say I wouldn't trade my experience for anything in the world. It was the coolest senior year you could possibly imagine. Um, and I, I learned so much from it. It's been that's been a quite a few years now. I mean, I guess quite a few years, however you want to look at it. Yeah, but in, um, in perspective, in perspective for me, it feels like it's been a minute. But um, yeah, I wouldn't trade anything. All right. If I don't ask these questions, every mom that's listening right now, every daughter will they won't give me any kind of street cred at all any favorite makeup or skincare tips for young ladies today oh my goodness it's like somebody paid attention to my instagram i love skincare and makeup and i think it's because i've I've had to do my own makeup on the road so i've had to learn how to do it properly um but i would say the biggest thing i ladies out there if you're struggling with acne I've been there. I know it. It's very normal and nobody's talking about it enough, but it's normal. I fell in love with skincare, having good skin, having healthy skin is the palette for all things makeup. So I would say take care of your skin and wear your sunscreen. Like that's my tip. Rose water at nighttime before you go to bed. Uh, no, I'm not a rose water girl, but I do believe in a good retinol and night cream with some SPF in the morning. Some super goop is my favorite sunscreen brand so get on go. that train do it do it do it i, I have a wife so I, I don't have to turn in my man card i know about rose water from her okay um yes you do you know about that toner. <laughs> latest fashions that you are over i mean we know you embrace the matching sweatsuits all day long but um are there yes, any fashion true. trends that you're just like nah, those are overrated any fashion trends yeah oh yeah i guess i'm not And this is a funny thing. This is a big deal right now. Apparently the whole skinny jeans thing being over and I'm on board with that. I can, I'm, I can get, I'm good with getting behind moving more towards a different kind of jean, but skinny jeans will come back. Fashion is just a big cycle. All these trends that are out, will be back in. It's a whole thing, but I am really into matching sweatsuits right now. Yeah, matching sweatsuits. You and my wife, too. Yes, that's it. That's right. That's right. You can always go to Walmart any time of the day. It's perfect. Um, that's true. Play in the snow or play at the beach? Snow. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, see. Hands down. Unless I have skis on my feet, forget it. All right. Here, How, <laughs> how would you finish this sentence? If I have to do one, this blank one more time at home, I'm going to scream. The dishes. Really? I hate doing the dishes. I will do anything else around the house. I will do any chore. I love, I love cleanliness. I love it. I love cleaning and organizing dishes. No. Why? What's it about the dishes? The wet food. I'm not into it. I don't want any part of it. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to look at it. No. (laughs) I know somebody listening to this is like, amen. (laughs) I know it. Somebody out there does not like doing the dishes either. Does Coco not like cleaning the dishes before you wash them, like a little pre-clean there? She sure does. Don't (laughs) you know she sure does. All right, Riley, my last question, and we'll let you go here. How can our J103 listening family, me, how how can we pray or minister to you right now? That always means so much when anybody asks that question. Um, I would say 
right now, I, I, I think peace, that's always such a big one for me is just prayer for a peace that I can't give myself that only mm-hmm. comes from the source of peace. That's, that's what's on my heart right now. So thank deal. you for asking. It could be interpreted to be like a beauty pageant queen, world peace. We won't know, but it won't. Let, can I, can I yeah, pray? Yeah, oh, I could go beauty pageant <laughs> on you real quick. I'm not going to though. That's right. Can I pray with you real quickly, Riley, as we wrap this up? Yes, that'd be so good. Thanks, God, Tim. I thank you so much for our sister Riley. Lord, she just means so much to us. We thank you for how you continue to use her and how you're so faithful to her and her family. And, and Lord, just even through this crazy year we've just finished and are going into, Lord, you've been using her in incredible ways. God, I pray you would continue to give her that peace that passes all understanding. We don't understand how we can feel peace at certain moments, but God, I pray you would help Riley to feel that and sense that. Continue to direct her, guide her, and help her, Lord, just to continue being on fire for you. For it's in your name we pray. Amen. Hope Talk, a PCM podcast.